0: Grand rising everyone. Natalie coming to live. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Mm. Got my flower on today. <laughs> Try to be cutesy sometimes. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Um, now we were talking about it's mother is the moon and talking about the water energy. Um, which is the sacred feminine and how that plays out super important um, and we we're talking about dissolution um, which is um, sort of um, well what it says is the various rooms of the castle were uh, the degrees of calcination and dissolution through which the soul must pass for attaining the innermost chamber of the holy of holies so again it's the internal hey Rock, how are you um so we're going to continue so um Teresa did not feel displays of spiritual power were appropriate because they invoked ego made it look like the power was within the individual when in fact it originated from God for her personal dissolution was the key to union with God and it was an attitude that could be acquired as easily uh as through selfless service to others as it could through the most devout and self-serving prayer so different ways to get to the same thing so as we as alchemists right we i continue to tell you guys that there's not just one way and typically people um will say well there's one way there's this way there's this is the only way um we can say this is the way or this is a way but it's not the only way right good morning wolf l, wolf l. tell me what that's about <laughs> um. Good afternoon. Where are you, by the way? Because you're saying afternoon. Seven, eight, nine. Hawaii? <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. Where are you? Um, if it's afternoon where you're at. Why don't you guys just tell me where you are? Everybody. That'd be nice to know where people are. Um, you're in Ireland. Oh, nice. Hope we're having a good Christmas. Yes, we're having a good holiday. I love the I love Christmas. Um i'm i don't it's not like i am christian um i do believe in some of the practices of of catholicism and christianity and all that stuff but um outside dublin oh, okay you know i have a friend who's just there she's actually visiting for the first time her whole life she wanted to to go to ireland like that was her thing so she should be coming back soon i'm gonna ask her how it was and perhaps i'll go visit how is it out there um Shall I go visit? <laughs> I'm going to do a spirit and copy session out there. Hey, Christina. Good morning. Okay. Um, so, we have the ability to get there in many different ways, right? Connect to the one God or to the universe, whatever you call it. I, you know, they're using God here. They don't mean like God of Christ or God of you know, um, the Muslim god whatever it is, different gods. They're just talking about God in general. You put universe, whatever however you label it. Um, you should, I can join you on that one. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to go around um different places and have my followers come on with me. <laughs> It'd be awesome, right? To to have that connection. Um and do a um special guest. Um, presentation or uh, podcast with the people that are in communion with me that'd be awesome so Teresa t- uh, attempted to reform uh, the Carmelite order to reflect her convictions that vows of poverty meditation and divine law and selfless work pleased God more than beautiful churches and worldly power her plan to establish new covenants was approved by Pope Pius and eventually founded 16 a shoeless Carmelite convents, convent. Sorry, um, she enlisted in one. Uh, the yeppers later uh, canonized a Saint John of the Cross to help her spread the doctrines um, in the sermons of the Carmelite order. However, a jurisdiction dispute uh, between the shued and the unshued um, Car- Carmelites resulted in her being confined to a, co- a convent in someplace, <laughs> sorry, Castle and the Yippies, sorry, I can't see all these names, being imprisoned in Toledo. Uh, King Philip resolved the conflict and allowed Teresa to continue her work. Exhausted from the extensive traveling to set up a new, to so she was setting up new covens, basically around, she died two years later at the age of 67. So she became Saint Teresa of Avila by Pope Paul V. Um, Teresa's profound dissolution has accredited her the alchemy of her soul to such an extent that she was completely flooded with divine spirit. In the words of the Emerald tablet, the vehicle that the spirit and the carrier of the word of God is the wind. So this is part of it, the air quality, right? So we talk about, and we're going to get into air. That's going to be the next subject. So in alchemy, you know, we've talked about the fire. We've talked about the water. Now we're going to go into the air and what that means. The word of god the wind the harnessing of transcendence power of the air element is the topic we will examine next so looking at how air allows us to um communicate god's word so are are the law of god or nature's law however you want to say it universal law however you want to call it right sorry for the late reply i won't say too much on here <laughs> oh no that's okay uh yeah ireland is going okay Still on the lockdown. Test on on demand. Vaccine demands. Got it. Yeah. No, it's good. You can say whatever you want on here. You can say, "Um, the Catholic by church, spirit by spiritual by choice." I'm Catholic by church, spirit, spiritual by choice. Got it. And it honors everything, right? That's what I love about spiritual alchemy. It is an umbrella of acceptance for all. You know, they have those stickers that say "coexist." I don't know if you guys have seen them. I don't know if they have them there in Ireland. Um, but it has like the, the Star of David. It has different the symbologies right within it. And so that particularly tells us that there is this coexistence. How do we coexist all together under the umbrella of spiritual alchemy? I mean, it's really that simple. It Because in every process, alchemy exists. There's the process of spiritual alchemy, the elixir being different, the way that it manifests differently. So we can follow these steps in different um, religions, if you, if you must, if you're religious. Um, and we can see how the doctrine or their elixir or the way that they construct their rites of passage or rituals actually resonates with you and helps you get to the next level or closer to the divine if it doesn't then you get to look at that right and you get to say well why not and how do i what uh, process do i need to take on in order to support that and so again alchemy uses the elements right if you see dissolution, she was under the catholic religion and she still had an alchemic experience spiritual alchemic experience what we call dissolution is what she had completely and then to the to the point where she was elevating so we have the ability to do that no matter what religion what process we're following if we understand the process of alchemy came i went on a journey when my dad passed away my mom gone three it helped i do a lot of meditation energy healing awesome um yes and when we go through um these big profound times in our life, they ignite the spiritual alchemic process. So we end up going through a transformation or transmutation. It's when something big triggers us. If we're comfortable, see pe- people think that transformation's about being comfortable, it's not. It's the most uncomfortable thing. In order for us to transcend, right, we have to be go through death and rebirth many times over. We get to be like the phoenix, out of the ashes, fire to ashes, to rebirth. Now, water can purify too, and that's what they were talking about as well. So we can purify and wash away uh, the murk through water. And what does it do? Well, now we're going to get into the wind, uh, carries it in its belly. So air, the breath of God, okay? Its father is a sun, its mother is a moon, says the third rubric. The wind carries it in its belly. The alchemist took the words of the Emerald Tablet literally and saw the archetypal sun and moon as the father and the mother of everything. They called it the mystical coming together of the solar one mind and the lunar one thing. Uh, The marriage of the sun and the moon. Seen in this way, the sun and the moon are the parents of all things um, on all levels, but it is the wind which carries their child to term. The child is um, from the marriage of the sun and the moon, full of unlimited adaptability and potential, is a first matter, just started to take form. Indeed, the birth of the first matter from the heavenly marriage is a subtle miracle which relies on the primordial breath of God for its survival. But no matter on what level we observe it, the wind is a symbol for that invigorator breath of fresh air or higher consciousness so necessary for the creation of something totally new so breath itself allows us to to utilize now the breath people and i don't know that people really understand the power of breath i don't know that people tap into the power the breath itself is probably not probably is one of the most powerful elements if not the most empowerful, I wouldn't say the most powerful, I think they're all powerful in their own way. But breath itself has healing powers that we can utilize and tap into. And it's available to us all the time. People don't realize this. So there's something um, that I do, specifically, if I hurt myself, let's say, for instance, um, I hurt myself, I don't move. The first thing I do is take deep, deep, deep healing breaths before I move. So, and I talked about this story before uh, one time I was running, like I didn't have any reason to be running and being, I don't know, was hurrying, rushing through life. Like we often do no reason to rush through life, no reason, but I was, and I was going to catch a plane and I was way early and I had plenty of time, but I was running up the escalator and I was wearing these shoes that were slippery and I fell. So I slipped and I fell and then I hit my knee. I fell on my knees and I went down three stairs on the escalator, which, you know, is metal. So literally my knee hit metal three times. Now, I've never broken a bone in my body. Um, And I've only sprained an ankle, stuff like that. So my bones, I think, might be very strong. Um, But when I got up the escalator, this guy saw me and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I, I knew I couldn't move my leg. I was like, oh my God, I think I might've. So I said, uh, no, I don't think I'm okay. But rather than try to walk on it or even move, the first thing I did was take deep healing breaths. I just, it's a natural thing for me to do that. Now I don't know if it's natural for you guys. I think some people freak out, might try to move. And I just, and in my mind, I said, you're okay, you're okay, and I just kept breathing, and I kept breathing until I felt like I was able to move, now, I didn't break anything, and, but I did have a big, it was pretty bad, it was bad, and, and it healed on its own, I didn't even have to go to the doctor, or anything, it was bleeding and stuff, and And then I had to elevate it. I put some ice on it, that kind of stuff. But I just kept breathing through it. So the breath itself has healing powers. And I've done this my whole life. So if something happens, let's say uh, you get in an accident, breathe first, breathe deeply, not just like shallow breaths, try to breathe as deep as you can into that place and tell yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, right? Um, I know you were talking about meditation. Well, that's the power of meditation right it's tapping into that healing energy like you said and that's what it is the breath gives us that healing power the cool thing is and christina knows this because um we do kung fu together is um they did a, a meditation um a seminar for um our kung fu which was probably it not probably it was the most profound workshop i had been to we do all kinds of cool things in Kung Fu. There's all these weapons, all these forms. But to me, the most powerful and the most important one was the breath one. Because that is always available to us. And if we learn how to use our chi, our energy, right? Because it gives us that energy. So meditation and energy healing is about breath. That's what it's about, right? If When you meditate, what's the first thing they tell you? If you don't know how to meditate, bring your attention to the breath. <laughs> we don't know how to breathe. Okay, we don't know how to breathe. Nobody has sat there and taught us how to breathe properly. Unless you're doing Kundalini breath work, or you're in yoga, or you're doing all of these things, we don't really understand how powerful the breath is, or air is. But it's the most important thing, because there's only one thing that we cannot live without for a very short amount of time, and that's the breath. If our breath is taken away, we will die. In other words, we can go without food and water for quite some time and survive, but we cannot go without air. You can't go, there might be, let's just say a regular average individual probably cannot go five minutes without air. Okay. Now, practiced people can probably go longer. So the breath of life is critical and how we use this air. Now, it ignites our chi as well. So in the actual seminar, that's what we were taught to do, how to tap into the yin-yang breath and how to use it in the material world to create. So it is creative energy when we tap into it. Each level up the skill. We use our strength. Yes. Um, I need to do more. The process is hard, but the transformation is we manifest what we want. Yes. And we do. And we have the power to do that. The breath being one of the most powerful things that we could do. Again, the breath, what is the breath? Think about it. It's everything for us. It's the first thing we do. When we come out of the womb, well, we breathe. We have to, if we don't breathe, we die. <laughs> and it's nobody's telling us, there's not instructions, right? Our bodies naturally do this. <laughs> How do you do the yin yang breathing? Uh, good question so there's a couple things and there's different um we go over different levels of the breath there's the chest there's the belly like solar plexus and then the dantian is what it's called the breath um at the lowest level of the dantian which is like near your genitals right putting air all the way down there is where you kind of breathe in and and move the chi in your body allow the flow of that energy or alan vital the vital force of your body to actually start to resonate so um you breathe in to depending on where you need air in the deep breathing all the way down to the dantian which would be a six second breath in through the nose all the way down you hold for three seconds and then you exhale for six seconds that will ignite um i can't i think it's your yin breath which gives you energy um, so you can do both to balance out, or you can do one or the other to help you get energy or relax. To relax yourself, you um, breathe in for six seconds, in through the nose, hold, uh, don't hold, exhale for six seconds, and then hold at the end. So difference, one is holding in the middle, one is holding at the end. Um, and it's breathing deep in. Now there's a ton of different breath work. There's, there's so many different ways that you can breathe. Um, I used to do kundalini breath work, and I should probably get back on it. I never felt better. Um, What it does is it gets rid of the obstruction in the body and allows you to connect to something greater, right? That's why I'm still blocked and have not officially met my soulmate. Because you're not breathing properly. (laughs) Is that why? Um, So breathing, um, like the, the kundalini breathing and breath work, there, it's deeper breathing and they tell people to go slow with kundalini because they've talked about you know when you ignite kundalini you could go crazy and you can and the reason why is because kundalini is more um it's about releasing the toxins and the obstruction and it's more a forward focusing kind of breath you need something to balance out that energy to ground you back in so um but kundalini does put in motion or set in motion um, a healing factor consciously, unconsciously, subconsciously. And that's what the breath does. It helps us to heal at all levels. Pretty. I mean, it's powerful shit, right? Um, energy blocks are in the way. Yeah. Yeah. There's energy will get in the way. And there's other ways, um, you know, to, to wrap around it. I do coaching. I am coaching some people. Um, I've kind of opened up my coaching, um, a little bit so if that's something you're ever interested in reach out to me okay um to uh, if you're <laughs> interested in finding someone or whatever it is with your life <laughs> and more work yeah balance, energy and more work absolutely so um, the higher conscious, okay for something totally new uh, both the Bible and the Quran equate the spirit with the wind in fact in the Hebrew um, um, and Greek um um sorry. Uh the word for the for wind means both breath and spirit. Thus the wind carries the cosmic breath. God, um the great spirit who at the beginning of the world moved upon the face of the waters bringing order to the watery world and life uh to Adam. In the New Testament we find the description of the wind that captures the archetypal nature. The wind blew with where it listens, and thou hearest, sorry, this is going to be funny, the sound thereof, um, but casteth, not to whence it cometh, and whither it goeth, so it every one that is born of spirit. In most religions, when the Godhead takes form, it is either as a fiery light or as wind, be it gentle breeze or frightful gale. Uh, Early Hindu texts state that the wind came before light and originated from the empty space created by a longing for the first spirit. And in the Hindu traditions, wind is a cosmic breath of the word of the God of creation in Jewish legends, wind and water were created, but were present from the beginning of time and represented the eternal peace. I'm sorry, presence of the mind of the one mind and the one thing in Islamic belief. The wind supports the first waters which bore the throne of God, which is the classic symbol for the one thing. Heaven rises up from the watery vapors and carries the divine throne up with it to create the above and the below. According to the ancient Syrian text, the word was created by the dark wind that mated it with itself as it hovered over the uh, primeval chaos um, in the Zorus. Australian religion of ancient Persia, the spirit of the wind was 15 year old boy who controlled the primordial waters and gave it life to living things. In Egypt, the god Amen was the source of the cool north wind that blew over the desert at night and the Sumerians worshiped a supreme God who made them literally meant a puff of wind. Druid priests also worshiped the wind um, and reportedly harnessed its power to drive away invaders from landing on the shores of England so here we go we see wind 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 Um, we do know that the word right they say first there was the word the word being what well it's vibration on wind right that's what the vocal cords are it's tone over air so we hear the air and then it's you know we hear the tones and so air being the first you know then there was the word of god or you know however they say it so the way that in which they describe wind as the first um thing to create the above and the below and using the elements for that okay so now let's take a look a little further the is ex- i can't speak today the Islamic texts that state the wind supports the throne of God say that the wind is composed of clouds, air, and countless invisible wings. And it's through these countless wings that most of us know the wind. Through invisible, the, Though invisible, the wind um, can produce a violent, dramatic effects and has an unpredictable power and force that can only be reckoned with when it is active. The howling wind Carries forces that threaten the status quo. Casting thunderstorms, tornadoes, and hurricanes that are outside of man's control. Yet without the element of air that makes up the winds, we will suffocate in a few minutes. Crazy, right? So wind is a powerful force. It's a powerful element. And it's something that we have to, we, we need it, obviously. <laughs> We're all breathing, you know, creatures. We breathe air. So, Wind being one of the most powerful elements and how do we co-create with the wind? Well, there's a couple of things, right? God is love, the mask is the virus. Oh, we have to do self-healing, love, and transform who we are, what we are. So when we look at wind and what it is and how we utilize it in our own practice. Now, thought um, and wind meet to create symbols. So what you hear from me, my voice, really is wind and it's vibration on wind and then it's a symbol-based system that allows me to communicate what I'm trying to say so that you can then be in communion with me. So we have this understanding, but wind does create. It creates dialogue. It creates uh, the use of uh, music vibrations and tonality. Wind creates um, chaos. I mean, we see chaos with, like they said, tornadoes and natural law. We see wind do that. Um, so we can create chaos in ourself as well. If we applied it to who we are and what we are, we can say that wind can either support us or cause destruction, depending, right? Sometimes we say shit that comes out of our mouth that causes a total chaos. <laughs> It'll And it blows the house down, right? Right. Um, So wind is important, um, and that wind that we utilize to speak and the symbols that we connect with, right? So air or swords, um, like they would say in the tarot, is the mind. The mind and then also our speech and our ability to negotiate and our ability to communicate. When we know who we are deep inside, and we understand who we are, we are able to communicate that. This is where contracting comes in. We can contract with who we wanna contract with and not who we don't want to. If we understand who we are and we're able to communicate that in dialogue, if we have the word, if we have the description, if we can say who we are and be able to communicate that Then we contract with individuals. See, our word was the contracts and paperwork, right? Didn't come till later. We didn't have paper before. It was our word, right? I am my word. And if we broke our word, we broke our contract. We broke our integrity. So the words and our vibration and tonality is a contract between us and nature, us and people. It is our contract. So, the things that come out of your mouth, right, from the head to the mouth, now this takes a two-pronged thing where we're looking at the thoughts and we're saying, okay, what is actually coming out? Because air creates. So, they always talk about it, oh, thoughts create, thoughts create, yeah, thoughts create, and so do words. And our thoughts create the words and the symbols that we see, and those symbols are what creates. So, the creation of symbols is how we construct the world. So we use symbology and we say, well, mathematics, right? Is is there symbols, it's a bunch of symbols. And we use those symbols to co-create. It's an expression of the internal. Same thing with words. Words create stories. Stories create actions. Actions create whatever we see in the world today. So stories create. So the symbologies behind it, so how we speak about things is going to shape our reality. It also, based on the wind and the tonality of where it's coming from, sends out a vibrational frequency. Now, you know how this works. If you're pissed off and you're yelling at somebody, you're sending out a message, a vibration, a frequency, the air, the wind is, is going somewhere. And people are picking up on that vibration and some people be like i don't want to be a part of that <laughs> right or i want to be a part of this and then they turn their they turn the opposite way so think of if you thought about yourself as within so without you would see the wind as perhaps chaos where there's tornadoes hurricanes all these things that happen with the wind right the wind comes in and blows the house down but winds can also be calming and they can give us refuge as well. So think about it on a day that's hot and you're sweating and then that nice breeze comes to relieve you of all of that heat or it whispers in your ear. It says something sweet to you. So wind, air has the ability to create chaos. It has the ability to create sweetness and harmony, depending on how we utilize it. Now, internally, you have to ask yourself, how am I using my wind, my internal understanding of air and how I'm communicating it out? How am I utilizing that? Am I causing harm or am I causing happiness and joy? Neither right, wrong, good or bad, because sometimes we're pissed off and we need to be pissed off and that's okay. And there's places to do that. There's ways to relieve that. That energy, that air from ourselves, right? It's like hot air. When we're hot with air, when we have fire and air together, we will literally, if you put fire and air, someone was talking about this the other day. They're like, well, I'm a fire and my friends in air, and we just will burn the whole house down. Think about it in yourself. When you're hot headed, there's fire and then there's air behind it. That anger that comes out, right? Piercing can burn up the heart of everybody around you. So we just get to understand it and know it and say, okay, well, maybe that's not the best way to approach it. Maybe I don't need to be using fire air. Maybe you do. Who knows, right? There's no right, wrong, good or bad. It's just knowing what you're up to, understanding yourself a little better. How am I using the elements within myself? And maybe there's a sweetness to your air. Maybe you're feeling sweet, right? And it's not as fire. Maybe there's a little bit of more emotion, a little bit of water. Okay. So if we start to look at the dialogue and how air creates, that's what they mean. They're not just talking about words create and thoughts create and now we create and you can just sit there in meditation and, you know, that would take years to do. But our thoughts and the vibration tonality that comes out of the symbology that we utter because Words or symbols, and whatever we say that comes out of our mouth has the ability to either co-create or just devour and demolish. You can ask yourself those questions. That's an easy way to work with this information. Before you open your mouth, ask yourself, where is this coming from? Is it here to devour and destroy? Or is it here to seek for understanding? Or is it here, if it's there to devour and destroy, do it. I mean, see what happens. There's going to be a consequence, obviously. We know this. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Trust me, I've gone off on people. I am human. I Every time I drive in the car, I guarantee you I have a lot of fire and air going on. And there's a lot of beeping and cuss words. And then I'm like, Natalie, you're crazy. Stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> of course, I don't have to just be directly, like, I'm not road rage out there okay but inside the car I'm screaming stuff and so there you go am I mad about my? am I mad at myself doing something wrong no I just laugh at myself I laugh at it I'm like okay that was dumb I don't take it so serious it's not that serious right but there are times when we're faced with some serious stuff and we want to spew out like a dragon right spewing fire And we have to ask ourselves: is that really the result we want? So it's just really looking, working with the elements in alchemy is really just understanding how the elements are working through you. And I would say, ask yourself the question, what element do I lean towards most? Because that is going to give you a clue on what energy you need to work with to help you balance out. Because the energy inside, if we looked at it, let's say you're so water. Now, water emotions, right? We can drown, our, drown in our sorrows, literally. That depression starts to surface. So if depression is something that really exists within your, in your field, then you have to ask yourself, how do I work with this water element and allow fire to come up? Because fire will help you to balance out that drowning in your sorrows. It'll burn up and there will be some condensation, right, that happens. Maybe you're not speaking, and so you're not able to let that vapor out of your body. Maybe you're not crying or you're holding it back, and that water's staying in you. You need to let it go. Let it flow. Let it come out of you, okay? So then then we go into the fire energy. Maybe you're too fire energy. Maybe you're like angry and frustrated and anxiety ridden and just spewing all this energy and people are like I can't be around you and you're like damn I'm angry <laughs> maybe you need some emotion in there right maybe you need some water in there so how do we how do we add water in there? Well emotions you're gonna have to tap into the emotions because that's where water exists. You're gonna have to get kind of emotional and it doesn't mean you have to do it all at once right you don't have to be this emotional and cry and you don't have to get the results of crying okay does everyone have all four elements inside of them yeah absolutely think about it <laughs> we're made up of water our our vibration and tonality of voice we have to breathe so we have air within us okay fire is the divine will in our belly too we have fire we have all these acids and stuff burning up our food and all that stuff, right? And then earth, which is we're made of the earth. Like we are the elements of the earth. So, yes, we have all energies within us. Now, how do we work with them is important because there's um, I'm Amatoris. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, So, we have all these elements. And those elements and how we work with them is critical, okay? So, um, Amatoris as well, by the way. <laughs> My fellow Taurus. <laughs> um, which is Earth energy. Now there's others, there's the ascending and the descending. So it's important to understand your full chart, I think, because it gives us a clue as to kind of all of us as a holistic approach. Um, so you know, because I have cancer and Gemini in me as well. And it makes total sense when I read it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that makes sense. I guess. <laughs> A little bit of insight for those of you who are into that um, but the elements allow us to do that so working with the earth water air fire internally um, is literally the magician's tools it is the ability for us to do magic and create miracles so we can we can experience the miracle and we can be a part of the miracle and that's how very simple in words very hard in practice okay words are beautiful yes but practice is not so beautiful that is where the ugly stuff comes in because now we're trying we're stumbling we're trying to figure it out and we have to go through a lot of i would say initiations or rites of passage in order to get to the place that we want to to be able to utilize the elements to help us to co-create with the divine our divine energy okay what do you find um let's see I have a birthright that was written. Absolutely you do have a birthright. Um what do you do if you found out you have a very unusual low amount of fire in your chart? Oh that's a you know it's a good question. Um I would say first of all, what other elements are higher than your fire? Was it like what's the most prominent element that you have in your chart? Fire energy is a hard one to wield um if you notice and it's funny because they put this in movies if you notice when they're wielding their shield and everything it's fire energy they're wielding so i would ask you this even though your chart says that you have low fire doesn't necessarily mean that you can't wield fire doesn't mean you ha- you're you're not able to do it i mean i wouldn't believe that completely um first of all secondly i would ask where so i ask you what what's the highest element that you have on your chart number 1 Um, secondly, I'd ask, do you feel that you're not motivated or do you fall into, um, a place where you don't know how to move forward or stay motivated? Um, and those would be the two questions that I'd ask you because divine will fire energy and divine will is about that motivation. It's the fire. It's the focus. It's our energy to actually create and get things done. It's very masculine. Uh, was very balanced between the other three. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you feel about your, so do you feel like you get projects done? Like if you start a project, can you see it all the way through? Because the reality is that's really fire energy. It's being able to start a project and see it to the end. <laughs> and if you don't see it to the end, then you can say, well, how do I, how do I tap into that motivation and that energy? So if you're balanced between the two, then I would, are the other three, um i would ask yourself do you feel that one is more powerful in you than the others so do you feel like even though it says oh i'm balanced the three how do you feel how do you experience it i mean if you're experiencing yourself getting the things you want to get done done then you don't have a fire problem (laughs) maybe your fire is enough for you to do exactly what it is that you want to do in life however sometimes fire Too much fire can be a bad thing, right? Any one of the elements, too much, a bad thing. I have often life and people uh, push fire up and out via treatment and experiences. So are you saying that you're passive and people are, that you attract fire energy and they're maybe mistreating you? Is that what you're saying? I'm not 100% what you're trying to say there, sorry. Um, Let's see. Exactly. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. And that could be solved with air. Air is communication. Air is, uh, if you set air and fire together, it'll be a total uh, chaotic. (laughs) You know, um, because you can drown yourself in water, right? You don't want to do that. because you're not going to drown them out if their fire is too high. But air could be an element that you utilize. And air is your mind and your words. You can chop right through it. I'm a fire sign. Let's see empathy, Taurus, I'm empathy. I need yin yang in my future guy. So, fire energy, um yeah, so I would look at that air. Um, So my my question, and I have to go because I have a meeting, But um, and if you want, you can reach out to me at spiritandbrew at gmail.com. I also do live coaching. Um, I might take on a few more clients um, if people are interested. Again, it's organic, and I do a discovery call with people before because um, I don't just take on anybody for coaching. It's a lot of energy that I use and work with. But... If it's something that anybody's interested in, you can email me at spiritandbrew at gmail.com. I do a discovery call and then we decide if it's something that makes sense. Um, Because if it doesn't make sense, then there's, you know what I mean? Um, So, but again, with the fire energy, um, if you're dealing with that, um, I would say my question to you would be, are you speaking your truth and how authentic are you being with the people that are fire? Are you afraid they're just going to burn you down? Because if we put some air to it, I guarantee they're not gonna like it. It's gonna be very uncomfortable for them. So we wield the air around the fire. And it it, it will be chaotic for both. I mean, you burn the whole thing down, literally. So you gotta be ready. Yeah. Right? You can't just like go into this and be well, you can if you want. Trial and error. <laughs> Trust me, I apply it to my life. I apply all this stuff to my life, right? I am my own um uh lab rat, if you will. <laughs> That's how I know this stuff, not because I just talk about it. I actually apply it to my life. Um, and let me tell you, it's uncomfortable. Not comfortable. I wouldn't just throw you into the fire. <laughs> you know, uh, I would say if you want to go slow, I would just kind of think about that. Know that there are consequences if you choose to wield a certain element within you. and And maneuver through that. Just know that there will be consequences and be ready to take the consequences that might come that's just it It turns in them in uh into like the it's like fire takes over and it's like yeah xena time yeah so it yeah yeah so it so there you go so then you got to ask yourself why why is fire giving you a lesson so you're learning something from the fire energy if it keeps coming to you um, and so there's a lesson, so there's and there's more i mean, it's really hard to go through everything on um the podcast, especially just like going back and forth because I have to make assumptions. I don't really know the whole thing um, but again, if it's something that's triggering you and you want to dig deeper into coaching where it's your time, <laughs> then you can email me at spirit and brew spirit and brew at gmail dot com um and then um, we can chat so um also have a um retreat coming up in january i um highly recommend that you guys take a look at it at least if you don't want to attend that's fine if you do that'd be awesome i'd love to have you guys there but you guys can share with your into your people there's going to be a bunch of presenters so we have seven of us in total presenting at the retreat um, and it's going to be every thursday in january and um just i really feel very honored to be uh working with these individuals that will be there um and really it's alchemy as a a spiritual alchemy retreat um and it's a retreat series for professional development so we've put it under the guise of professional development so that we can reach those individuals but um it's really um for anyone who is wanting to dive deeper into the spiritual alchemy of stuff. So there you have it. I love you guys so, 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 so much. Reach out to me if you must. um, And have a fantastical day. And I will be seeing you all tomorrow. Bye bye.